1: It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barrels Pompey, round well Kuszak goes down, penalty to pass with an old dropout. Barrels tripped by Thomas kusha who sent off Montari do the job. He steps up, left. Stars yes. for they lead at Old Trafford in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flags take down, Jamal Lowe, fantastic, brilliant. Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face to goal, This is Three Lads in the Pub.
0: A very good evening, welcome to episode 10 of Three Lads in the Pub This week we are at the Rutland Dams where it first began And I haven't heard the hand go off yet you maybe, it. maybe we might hear it at some point between now and the end of the episode As ever joining me this week, obviously I wasn't here last week, apologies for that uh, But they did a great job uh, without breaking it Jeff and uh, Ryan, aka The Viking And uh, myself, Liam Howes,
1: good evening Jeff Hello,
0: mate. How are you? All right, mate. Um, I suffered from jet lag for about five days from last week. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a hectic weekend, so I, I, I really could make it. But, but you yeah, did a great job, so so well done on that. And uh, Ryan as well, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Howes. Welcome back. You look absolutely shattered. Is there any <laughs> reason? <laughs> that may have been because I literally drove for half a day yesterday. Ridiculous. Did you get stuck on the M27 like everyone else, or did you avoid that? No, I didn't, actually. I... Uh, I picked up uh, two mates in uh, Cosham and Portsmouth, and drove up via the A3. Uh, got on the A1, and my satnav went in 177 miles. <laughs> turn left. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, right, I'm just going to, um, you know, do something with my hands, and the, the car just <laughs> driving a straight line for three hours. I saw a lot of people after that painful day out, at, you know, in Sunderland and the result and then the drive home and then they got to near Ferrum and then it, apparently the M27 closed for a while. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. i no, literally I must have avoided that for some reason. I though. would have I would have cried there and then. Just get out of the car and just walk home. I, I can't. <laughs> oh, the only traffic I got stuck in was in Sunderland <laughs>
1: getting up the stairs to the yeah. back of
0: the stand. <laughs> Awful. I don't miss
1: going up there and seeing doing that. Do you
0: know what? the last time I went to Stadium of Light when I was covering Pompey live, I actually nearly had an asthma attack by the time I got to the top because it is horrible. Oh, oh, right, to the top of the press box is even higher Yeah And obviously you're hauling all the, the gear up Yeah and you've oh, got right, Absolute shocker And you're going up with Jake Smith who's too busy taking photos of every bloody corner of <laughs> your stay, stand And you're carrying all the gear up uh, Don't ever change Jake uh, Did see him out in New York by the way uh, Obviously taking photos of uh, statues. No, I, I saw him at Sunderland actually yeah. yeah It was good to see him It was He's still going strong bless him Yeah that was a a, a hellish day it's it's not a great game when the best part of the the day was uh, nothing happening on the drive there and back. Yeah, um, well, we'll come to the Sunderland game in a second, Jeff. But obviously a busy week for Pompey. Two games in the week: a Tuesday ball draw against AFC Wimbledon. I think probably on reflection, a fair result.
1: I think so. Yeah, I I, I done gaffer for the day in the in the port of news and for me I think on Tuesday the tactics had had just tweaked slightly but it just seems that when we're playing teams that play a high press and want to close you down that we're kind of going a bit more direct we're going over the top putting it up to putting it up to the forwards and, and hopefully building from there but you know in the grand scheme of things if you're good at doing Plan A and you're you you you, you you're quite well adverse to playing out from the back, building up through the thirds, driving through the midfield, and if that's one of your core strengths, and you, then you should, in my opinion, you should stick to doing that. Yes, you've got to switch it up every now and again, and we'll talk about the Sunderland game where you know probably we should have mixed it up there, but. Walker only just came into the, into the team a few hours before meeting the, the meeting the squad. You, you're looking for looking for those key moments in the final third, and the one natural player we've got in doing that is Michael Jacobs. And I know we'll we'll touch on this later, but he came on five six minutes ago on Tuesday night, and you can see his intent was there straight away. I was a bit disappointed that Williams came on. <laughs> I've always said he. I think he's slow in the transitional play I just think he, he he's you know his best years are behind him Danny Cowley referenced it a few weeks ago and we spoke about this about they said he played more games than what he expected now obviously he came on resting Louis Thompson for for, for Saturday there's the hairdryer <laughs>
0: there it is we've gone way back to the beginning <laughs> the first hairdryer Fucking oh, hell Is he
1: drying the ocean? <laughs> <laughs> However, you, you know, uh, over the course of the ninety minutes, I don't think we've done enough on Tuesday night. No. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? That's why the ice caps are going. Yeah. Your hair looks dry, mate. Um, but yeah, no, you, you're right, and uh, it's di- it was disappointing, wasn't it, Jeff? You know, decent. I know it's only an hour at the road, is. but decent following on the road, and just nothing to show for it. it you A know, point. not
1: for not for the uh, the want of trying. The last we we said on the on the on the Zoomcast we 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 called it. We said on the Zoomcast what Pompey team's going to turn up. Is it going to be is it going to be the Pompey team that finished that game against MK Dons, or is it going to be the Pompey team who um, played that second twenty-five of the first half? And unfortunately on Tuesday night, that's the team we got. We got we got the latter rather than the former. We, we said we can't afford to to start games that way. We're, we're at our best when we we are pressing high. We have got that high tempo. But look, you know, Walker's come in. I think after after Tuesday night and, and Saturday, it's too early to judge him yet. And and really, we're not going to be able to judge him till till midway through the, the second half of the season. But the problems have been there about scoring goals. We're the fifth worst. Team in scoring goals in League One, our defence has, has, you know, clawed us through games, and if you've got the stat of the fifth worst scoring team in League One, but the highest stat of turning over, um, pressing and, and uh, a defensive play in the final third, the two don't marry up, and you're and you're never gonna if, if you if we haven't solved it by now. I don't think we're going to solve it by the end of the January transfer window.
0: No, no way. I mean, I was just about to ask, what's your initial thoughts on on the new guy, the new striker uh, Walker? I mean, what did you think of him? When you, what you saw, Ryan? It's been tough to get a proper assessment on him. Be big in the first half against Wimbledon. <laughs> anyway, uh, the first half against Wimbledon, bad, barely anything going forwards. It was the usual procession of the back three going out to the wind the wing backs not really getting any support further up the line not being able to move the ball into into the spaces well enough we didn't assert ourselves in the middle which is uh, which goes as a mark against morell and thompson i know they're two of the poster boys at the minute but since the dawn of the year morell has been a, a somewhat of a shadow of himself prior to christmas i know he got knocked sideways by that illness but if he's starting there's a reason he's starting thompson again couldn't assert himself in that game walker combined with the Sunling game i I do like the way he'll drop into little pockets pick up the ball quickly hold it up look to move it on quickly to keep the play flowing but we've not really been able to get him a, a true sight of goal yet apart from that Forty sixth, forty seventh minute effort, which he flashed into the near post. You expect a keeper like Nick Sanev he's good enough to save that, uh, and comfortably so. But that's really the only time that we've given we've given Walker a true sight at goal. What was disappointing for me overall is that we weren't able to give uh, Walker a chance in that game because Wimbledon were missing Ben Hennigan; they were missing Anthony Hartigan. They're missing a Yuba Sal. Well, they they had a Sal on the bench, but the other two were were out the squad entirely. They're missing three important players from the starting eleven right through the spine of that side. Hennigan, a really good central defender. Hartigan's a massive presence in the midfield, and we still couldn't do anything to break them down. So, a Wimbledon side that's currently a point above the drop zone. Yes, they've got a couple of games in hand on on that basis, but they are still a point outside the drop zone, missing some... Key starters, and for 45 minutes we couldn't get anywhere near them. Now, if you consider about 76 hours before that, the Milton Keynes game had just ended. Now I know we lost that game, so obviously it's a it's a it's a hit hit on the morale. But the second half against Milton Keynes was actually really promising. We were energetic. We were flying into challenges. We were moving the ball quickly. We were creating chances what was troubling to me is that within 72 to 76 hours we'd forgotten all of the good things we did against milton keynes or at least all of the things you can build upon in the game against milton keynes and gone into a game that's not that far away it's not that arduous to get to it's only three days later and we'd forgotten how to do all of it you can't start games 47 minutes in you you do yourself a disservice and you you limit the amount of time you have to win that game now Yes, in the second half, we had chances. Raggett had a had a well saved from Sanev, but you could equally argue that Che Alexander's header in the first half that was cleared off the line by Hurst was just as good a chance. Jack Rudoni's effort two minutes in that Bazunu got down too well and pushed wide. They had as many good chances as we did, and they were, they were low in number for both sides. Both sides maybe had one, two good chances each. 0-0 was exactly the right scoreline for that game. And against the side that's a point above the drop zone that's not good enough but then again i walk out of that game thinking well i saw nothing new there and and then going into what happened at Sunderland yesterday i walked down that eternal staircase thinking again nothing i saw at sunderland nothing i saw at wimbledon was new i'm not sure why the fans are so uh, shocked by by this and and starting to make demands of you know the manager going or this player has to go Uh, we've this has been Pompey for several months now. We well, we've we, been saying this is Pompey for several we, months. Now. We have. What, what what's the surprise?
1: You know, and and we don't seem to be learning from our mistakes. We don't. We don't. It's the same mistakes week in week out. Unforced errors. We're gifting.
0: Gifting goals. Yeah. Guys, unforced
1: yeah. errors. Giving up the opposition. Uh, uh you know, a, a chance at goal and they're taking them. I think I think the stats against Wimbledon was twenty-two shots, five on target. That that is woeful. Yeah. That is absolutely woeful
0: Yeah And for all of our For all of our early pressure Against Sunderland In that opening 20-25 minutes How many meaningful efforts Did we actually put On on the Hoffs goal Which is, is how Lee Johnson Refers to the, their keeper How many meaningful saves Did he have to make Yet Ronan Curtis Gives the ball away once About 30 yards from goal Five seconds later LA Emptons had the best chance Of the game And that kicked off A 20 minute spell Where all we could do at the back was give the ball away. Robson did it once. Raggett did it twice. Carter did it once. The second time Raggett did it was when it fell to Leon de Jacu, and he tried to sort of play around Bazunu into the open goal. If he slides that across to Ross Stewart, it is 1-0. We, you talk about we don't learn from our mistakes game to game. In a more extreme version of that, we didn't learn from our mistakes minute to minute against Sunderland. We refused to believe that Sunderland were growing in the game we kept playing out from the back. We kept getting into trouble. We weren't punished for it the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time. And we were still foolish enough to believe that we could get away with it a fifth time. The we, fifth time was Carter. And that was 1-0. And those are the fine margins. That, Without that, we get a point. And everyone walks away from the Stadium of Light with a totally different mentality. You get a clean sheet at the best home side in the league. That, If you learn from that one mistake... It's a totally different outcome And everyone goes home a little bit happier But those are the fine margin football
1: there's, there's a very apt song that's just come on in the background Keep on running <laughs> now, now, you know Let's go back to that first half Ronan Curtis he, he's, he's on the halfway line He's surrounded by, you know, two Maybe three Sunderland players It was similar to what happened to Carter he, he's, he's got out he's, he's put his hand up I can't remember who was on the wing with him, Pompey player, but he's put his hand up to say, I've got this. He casually passes it back. It gives you that, 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 that chance to um Edmonton. But he walks back into the eighteen yard box. He walks. Not even not even a half hast jog. He fucking walks. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. And this is for our listeners, right? I was that wound up yesterday by that. that Performances like that, I even texted guys and said, I don't want to come on and do the pod because I'm so annoyed by individuals thinking they can just walk around a football pitch.
0: Jeff, look at this. I've literally clipped that on my phone, and I watched it so many times. The thing is, there, offload it, obviously, for the listeners. But what is that? When I say offload it there, I think it's uh, ragged in the back three who just drops off about five yards to offer Still the, easy, the, the easy out ball for Curtis but instead he goes back inside and all of a sudden that chance because for the first 20 minutes Sunderland couldn't get beyond the halfway line they could barely get into our half we were winning the ball at every turn all of a sudden that chance changed everything because every single Sunderland fan and player in the stadium knew at that point when Also, we can get the ball off them, and we can get chances. For the next 20 minutes, Sunderland started winning the ball an hour-half and creating chances, and 21 minutes late was when they scored. There was a a, a huge turning point in that game. That Dejaku chance where he curled it around the post. When Bazoon. A lot of people have seen me. A lot of people have come up and spoken to me at games. Y'all know what I look like. I'm like a Portsmouth Danny DeVito. Pro footballer, I am... (laughs) Pro footballer, I am not. But the moment b- before Raggett even picked up the ball, the moment Bazunu opted away from going to the two players to his left-hand side and went to Raggett on the right-hand side in a in a small pocket with Dejaku closing in on him. The moment Bazunu kicked that ball before it's even got to Raggett's foot, me Pompey's Danny Devito, fucking in the in the loading hatch on the International Space Station because someone's weigh ends that high. The moment he kicked that ball, went nope. We're in trouble Don't do, I can't believe you've done that Baz And then rag it You've got the insurance ball Just hoop it down the line Just go down the line with it Turns aside Dispossessed Now I myself You know I myself Can see that from a mile away Literally a mile away These footballers Are meant to be Instinctive These footballers Are meant to have Honed You know Technical abilities And a depth perspective Of the entire field why can you not sniff trouble out like that? And if you're a pressing side as well, you sort of you sort of pride yourself on able to when you're looking at the opposition defence and going, he's he's in trouble here. If I close him down now, I can force the air and turn the ball over. If you're able to press on a side and get the ball back, why are you're not able to do that yourself? And that that's that's just a surprising element to me that you know pressing sides sniff out trouble when other teams are on the ball. But so many times we don't seem to we, but, we don't seem to know when the alarm bell's going off for us. We don't seem to know when it's time to go. And once again, like the Milton Keynes game, like any other game I could label this year, like Sunderland, it's come back to bite us. And again, that's why we, that's why one point has become zero points again.
1: It, it, but it's the same same old same old adage, isn't it? It's it's an unforced error at the back, and we play we we are we are giving opposition teams far too many chances far too many chances
0: i, I mean you could kind of see why uh, brazuni has been brought in so we can play out the back you know because he's good with his feet but we we're, we're just finding ourselves playing ourselves
1: more and more into trouble I I, I I you know october november i thought we had an identity and we had a style and in recent weeks i just don't know what that identity and style is you know we're playing it long against afc wimbledon we're playing out from the back, and uh, you know, and in and in spells against MK Dons, we were playing it long and playing it direct. Sunderland were playing out from the back. What what is it? You know, we. Can, I think we're actually confusing these players. These players are League One players. They and and if they were if they were players who made less mistakes, they'd be in the top end of the Championship Premiership. They're not. They are going to make mistakes. They're, they're they're human beings. They're fallible creatures. You, you know. So, so what is our style? Pick a style, stick with it. You know, and give them the option. Now, we saw it against Burton at the beginning of the season. And Danny Cowdy came out and said, the reason why we didn't play it long is because we're sticking to our principles. We're sticking to our principles playing out from the back. So, why all of a sudden are we playing it long from the back? Give them the option. Look, if you've got no option on, you go long. But if, if, if your principles, and he kept harping on, we are sticking to our principles, playing out from the back, then why have we changed it? Gets MK Dons, AFC Wimbledon, and and who yeah, else?
0: We could we could have this discussion for the whole episode, but let's try and be positive, right? We got a week off now, and how many days left of the window? Eight days. I think wow. the
1: window the window ends on where today. We're playing Chelten, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so that hinders us, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, because the last day is usually <laughs> hectic. Yeah. Um, we saw
1: many people on the last no, day
0: no but you know we can see you know we can see where the where the issues are and, uh, and we, obviously there's been departures so there's budget available now for, for some more players to come in I do believe obviously we've got five alone players currently that are sort of featuring around the starting 11 so that will be uh, a bit of a hindrance like you said but it'll be permanent signings now if we do get any which I hope we do but wh- where is the priority now for you Ryan? 11 players <laughs> No For me It's got to, it's got to be That left hand side Because No disrespect to Rico Hackett He's had a couple of he, he had a spell Where he was Half decent But just at the moment that, that is a For me that is a weak link Yesterday was his Worst showing Yet And that's not me That's not me going for him It's just That's where we need to I was amazed
1: He started yesterday
0: Put it this way Neil Allen Does not often give Fours in his match reports mm. he, Rico Hackett got four In Neil Allen's match report he was utterly hapless in every third of the pitch And I'm going to say, I told you so <laughs> <laughs> I have That's never amazing. seen a more one-footed player at this level And his left foot isn't that good either no. it's, it's all well and good working hard but there needs to be an end product to working hard.
1: Uh, you know, he started by. Don't get me wrong. Let's give him some credit. He started by. I did. I, I you know, I, I did put out on Twitter. I hope hope to see some. You know, first time left left cro- crosses into the box. If I'm honest, Cowley's
0: bought more out of him than previous managers. He has. You know, and, oh, and you yeah, there's a
1: player there, but he, he's more of a final third player than a yeah. left wing back. Yes, he's got a good engine on him, but um, honestly, I was I was really. Really shocked to see him starting yesterday. Um, I, I thought Brown did enough on Tuesday night to to warrant keeping his place. And if you want, you know, defensive sol- solidarity at the bat and being solid at the bat, then Lee Brown for me comes into that.
0: I was also surprised not to see Lee Brown start, considering, you know, he's played against him several times and it's the sort of game you want he's, Lee Brown. Yeah. No, sort of game, you need
1: leaders out in the Sort those of games. game you
0: want. I know he didn't really <sighs> We've been talking about in Ronan Curtis, the sort of game you want him in. Yeah, um, but now, Lee Brown definitely needs to be playing. But you've yes, got to so. put
1: Curtis in the right position. Yeah. Now I, I've, I've called for Curtis being up front, but it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. So where do you put him? You've either got to, you, you, you've either got to play three up top, and that's one central, two wide, or you've got to go back to the four-two-three-one. I, I personally don't think. is working for us offensively it may be working defensively but offensively i don't think it's working
0: yeah yeah no obviously hackett is not as bad on a on a general basis as he was yesterday that he's an average player who had a shocking game and against wimbledon he's an average player who had a poor game the point is he's an average player it at best the ceiling for him I don't think gets much higher than it already is he is not the answer to left wing back but in his defense neither is Lee Brown who is vastly more experienced in all forms of football than Rika Hackett is you know he's tasted promotion he's played years of league two and league one football where Hackett is a veritable newcomer in that happenstance the problem is we don't have an answer at left wing back but we insist on using one anyway. Now, this is where the reports for, for Denver Hume coming in, hotting up, it does look like that's a go in terms of one that we are going to procure. He's definitely a player who has you know, veritable strengths in, in his deliveries, in his crossing, but there are some gaping weaknesses in his defence uh, defensive abilities, calling to Sunderland fans. So, once again... I've listening to their most deluded fan uh, base in the country. You know, it, it, remains, to, yeah, exactly. it <laughs> remains to be seen if we're getting a player who can do half a job now wing backs are among the only players on the pitch who need to really have a presence in every third of the pitch and affect every part of the game so it'll be interesting to see what if Hume does come here what he is like in every third of the pitch but I I know for sure that the days of Lee Brown being able to run up and down the flank 46 times a season that's well and truly gone Rico Hackett can't do it anyway He's, he's just not good enough to do it not for the lack of trying talk about what we need to do next well you know how many how many more forwards do you want to bring in really we need some more uh, creativity
1: uh, yeah. I, I posed that hypothetical question to two weeks ago about hurst if you need free up spaces for me i don't think hurst has done enough no don't get me wrong we all have a try i, I, I i'm sure george hurst is a lovely person if you speak to him and everything else but he hasn't done enough if you were brought into a football team to score goals and your main objective is to score goals and he hasn't then he has to go.
0: I can't see him going.
1: I can't see him going. Only because but, but I just what, don't what think there's, a, there's
0: no exactly there's no other options out there. That's why that was that was sort of the, the sort of you know what I had in my head we'll only yeah. replace him if we can replace him if th- there's no one out there we're just top shit yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, so, it's uh, like the old saying uh, how many you know how many people does it take to screw in a lightbulb how many ports, ports does it take to score a goal in the league which... you know, so,
1: so, so if the problem is creating goals if the problem is creating goals who is our most natural player we have got playing behind two centre forwards to create goals and that is Michael Jacobs yeah. I do not know what that guy has got to do now, I know earlier, earlier episodes, we joked, and I said what Danny Cowdy said about Jacobs, about doesn't think he can press, doesn't think he, he, you know, he, he would close down opposition and all that. But if you are struggling to create chances, and you've got someone on the bench who can create chances, who can create that final, final ball into the box, can ping it out left, can ping it out right, then you've got to bring him in and go, do you know what? We put someone else in there who can do that, running, and can do that pressing. I'm going
0: to throw something in here. I totally agree with you. However, the times that he has been given an opportunity, he hasn't done it. If it it seems to me like he's been on the bench, you know, he'll be on the bench for a few weeks, and then he'll come on and 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 steal the show. But for me, when he gets the opportunity, hasn't just hasn't cut it for me. I think the I think the question surrounding Jacobs is. When it came to his opportunities in the autumn, so the cup games, the the, the occasional sub-appearance, he had the look of a man that was phoning every minute of it in. Just didn't want to be here anymore. The Michael Jacobs that has come in since November, December-ish this year, I don't know what on earth he is fighting for, but you can see the fight in him. He came on in the 78th, 78th minute Yesterday, he had Pompey's only shot on target the second half and he put the the corner in for Hurst for that late chance. Really good opportunity that he didn't even get on target. So he provides... The old saying that every team always gets one last chance to rescue a game. Jacobs put it in there. Jacobs gave us that one last chance with the corner and again, only shot the second half. The question is now, why isn't, why isn't he playing every game? Now, the... Maybe a devil's advocate answer is Can he? Is he able to play every game? Is he able to play 90 minutes? Because we all wax lyrical about Louis Thompson But how many 90 minutes does Louis Thompson complete? He's, he's off after 65 Because he's gassed Is Michael Jacobs a, a similar player in that respect. Can you expect him? I think he's more of an impact player than a, than a no, starter. And I'm not, you know, confirming I that this is the is. case, but there's got to be a reason that he is one <laughs> oh, of Pompey's. Oh, oh shit! Look, what I've done. Of course, the scene of the Rutland. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's got to be a reason why, despite the impactful showings he makes, and despite adding a bit of vim and vigor to this side late in games, there's got to be a reason he doesn't get the starting nod. Now I can only theorise. Fitness that it might be because he's not fit enough. And oh. if that's the case, if he's not fit enough, then you can't build a team around that. You can't build a team around a guy that can only play sixty minutes. He always lets cream it after sixty I'll, minutes. I'll, uh. I'll go
1: back. I'll go back to my comments and. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Put the hairdryer <laughs> on. <finished>. Put the, <laughs> the hand-dryer on. I'll go back to my comments that, that in, in uh, uh, an early episode, Danny Cowley said Michael Jacobs was. Uh, Six weeks behind everyone else in pre season, said he doesn't think at the, at the time he could play the pressing game. That's not in his locker. And and all right, he's now had three 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 and a half months on enough time to get his fitness levels up. Now, he may not last 90 minutes, but you'll get 75 out of him, a bit like Lee Brown, you'll get 75 out of him. If we are so dominant in the first 20 35 minutes, I'm sure Michael Jacobs can set up one or two goals in the first 35 minutes to say, "Do you know what? 55 minutes, you're coming off now. You're coming off now. We got, we're two 0 up. We've got something to build on. You've done your you job." You can't argue with
0: that. Uh, you rely on our forwards finishing those chances, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but yes, the point still you, stands that yeah. you would think, yeah, you would think that if he can have that creativity in the last 15, then he could do it in the first 15. Where and we're and the pom- most Pompey, Pompey can g- actually get on top of a game for once, rather than be chasing it. In the second remember half? the days where we were uh, literally passengers in the first half of a game, and then the second half we always came to light? That was well, we, few- we do it in. Uh, we've gone back to being a, an utterly schizophrenic side now. Yeah. The E4 the Trophy game against Exeter, we were a trailblazing experience in the first half, and we were against Sunderland yesterday. But there have also been games this season, Cambridge away both times. Uh, Wimbledon away Where we've been Absolute non-entities In the first half Which, Whatever it is now We resign ourselves To the fact that We will only be present For 45 minutes of football And if you correctly Figure it out You can join Westwood In his crew By joining in the second half <laughs> <laughs> And not missing anything Yeah um, uh, Just just while we're talking About the squad And stuff like that lads uh, I forgot that I put A poll on Twitter Because I was a little, like like everyone, I was a bit disappointed after the game yesterday. Um, And I put a poll up just simply asking, since, um, obviously, Pompey won League 2, do you believe that Pompey have gone backwards on the pitch? 500 votes. 86% of people say yes. That's a lot, isn't it? I I actually think you could uh, take this even deeper. So if you take, let's say for next week's episode... You take Pompey starting eleven from Sunderland, and then you make a three five two or three four one two out of the players used to win League Two. Do a position by position uh, you know comparison have Pompey upgraded. So is Gavin Bazuna an upgrade on David Ford? No offence to Forty but yes yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but is, you know Hayden Carter an upgrade on Matt Clark? You know, things like that. If you go w- to a man, 1 to 11, I th- and we put a poll out every day on Twitter saying, right, 2017 we'll versus 2022, let's- and we can talk about the results on next week's podcast. I think if yeah, we do, do a 1 to 11 I really know what's coming. comparison, <laughs> I think you'll get a much more in-depth look at, but I still think people would say, well, yeah, you know, Jamal Lowe's better than Ronan Curtis, etc. Uh, well, he is. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, yeah, and uh, But uh, I, I do
0: think There'll be a couple That go the other way Where X player is You know But I reckon that's Ronan On the hand drive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I I said it I said it Early on in the season But then again
0: Jamal Lowe in that 2017 season Apart from Notts County He was still yeah, in, the, he in, was in, a in his early He I mean, you
1: know. So you'd have
0: to t- You'd have to take Jamal Lowe In that season Not Jamal Lowe As you yeah, so you'd have to take the 2017 version of those players. I still think overall the 2017 side would get the vote, but I think that if if, if we go and do that, we'll get some very fascinating insights. Yeah. By the way, I'd never rated David Ford. I'm sorry, he had a good defence in front of him. Anyway, controversial comment out of the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so moving forward, like I said, uh, a week off now, Jeff, uh, uh, the Charlton game, which is on a Monday. That's on the TV, isn't it? I might actually go to that one, you know. I haven't been. uh, Well, when was the last? Cambridge was the last game I went to, and I was obviously haunted for a few days after that yeah. one. Well, um, unless, unless you happen to be one of the three hundred fans at Exeter, like myself. Oh yeah, no. You haven't seen Pompey win this year, no. Honestly, it's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? Um, it's it been is, a really positive. So to obviously, be here. a week to, like I say, to recruit and and to to look at the mistakes. There's plenty of video footage. I've got some. If you want me to send you some, Danny, not a problem. um, Still angers me. You know, I I,
1: I put a, a, a joke picture out the other day, and I crossed Albert Einstein's name out about the definition of a santi's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. And I crossed out Albert Einstein and I wrote Portsmouth FC <laughs> but, because it is it's the same yeah. week in week out. It's the same mistakes. It's the same outcome. But uh, it's the same everything.
0: I'm, I'm sure if, if I'm you know going back to what I said about obviously having a week off, I'm sure Danny will probably be happy we've got a week off now to yeah it, to it, work it, on the it, mistakes. It, it,
1: it does, it, it does give him more time. But if they come out on Monday and the same mistakes are there, and it may sound, we may sound negative, we may sound pessimistic. <laughs> I was just
0: about to say that. However,
1: <laughs> if the same mistakes are there on Monday, then serious questions need to be asked. You've and got it, to change. This is it a up. heavily flawed Charlton side you, as well. Exactly. We we said last week. I reckon over these five games, we'll be lucky to get five to seven points. We've got one so far.
0: Cheers, Jeff. So, so,
1: but it's (laughs) reality. Well, as I said on Zoomcast, (laughs) there's
0: a realistic possibility we leave the double away game week of Wimbledon and Sunderland with zero points. We're one point away from that being reality. It's not pessimism if it's fucking true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Are are we watching? Are we watching a totally different ports of time? Now I got loads of grief yesterday about because I said you know George Hurst wasn't good enough. Yes, I was annoyed. Yes, I was pissed off. Pak the answer of but you nearly scored is not an yeah, answer it's the people <laughs> saying it's an is the people
0: saying oh you've got an agenda and you you want them to be crap no I don't want to be crap I drove for 12 hours yesterday 700 miles Jesus Christ the God. A1 was full of salt and shit yeah. that was all over my car I had to go to the car wash because I drove to Sunderland and back I don't want Pommy to fail I'm fucking exhausted I want I, him to win
1: I, the game I nearly got killed in a mortar explosion in Iraq because of ports and kind were of <laughs> over the lines you know, if know, if anyone wants Portsmouth to succeed, my, it was my me. My
0: agenda is wanting Pompey to do everything possible, but that doesn't stop me from seeing what I see with my yeah, papers. I,
1: I, ran through, I ran through a cookhouse of mortar explosions going off outside to celebrate with other Pompey fans whilst explosions were going off, whilst, whilst <laughs> Herman Aronson <laughs> had scored.
0: Meanwhile, we're watching... You know, a Blackburn Loney, give, give away a needless goal while I'm having a chat with the Hubble telescope.
1: <laughs> anyway, oh.
0: uh, anyway, pessimist.
1: Um, yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: so if you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Pessimist podcast uh, each and every week. Um, dub and dinner of the Week, this should be interesting. Uh, let's go back to Wimbledon, shall we? Straight away for dinner of the Week. Oh. Yeah, we're, we've locked up Should din do din Double the... Din first? Uh, we'll do Din. Uh, we'll do Dub, sorry. Go on. Uh, on. I need to remember what... I
1: want to give a shout-out to uh, yeah, let's Jordan... Jordan at Wimbledon, who was so infused about seeing Ryan and I there, I think we made all these Christmases. You know, we are Z-lists. Z- We're not even. <laughs> we Z-lists. We're the double Z-lists. Ordinary blokes
0: <laughs> that you could ever wish to meet. I had Boris and Johnson. Come we've up still to got me people. The... Yeah, you've got Boris coming <laughs> yeah. up to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. But yeah,
1: no, Jor- Jordan was Jordan was good. Uh, good value for his comments at, at Wimbledon. Yeah. as is everyone else who comes up to us. Goes, it's you off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks, Mike.
0: Huh? <laughs> um dub Uh, collective awards to the fans because so far through 22 days of this year we've had four midweek away games and the longest trip of the season in 22 days of the same year it's an absolutely honking way to start a year I'm not on about the performances I'm literally on just about the fixture schedule and the fact that we're constantly on the road constantly in the dark constantly racking up these miles I think the fans just get a dub for the fact that we've got a rearranged Tuesday away game at a really awkward Wimbledon location and we still packed it we had to go all the way to Sunderland a few days later packed it to watch a third tier bang average mediocre underwhelming Pompey side <laughs> Because, the, fa- the fans get it, you know. They, nah, you can't, you can't question that. the love when they are doing this, yeah. and they they're still going to Oxford in a couple of weeks. They're still going to Crew, so a double away game week where we've got you know that ten game unbeaten run is well behind us now. We're a shadow of that particular streak that helped us up the table, but they're still going yeah. in large numbers and still still singing their hearts out. You know, Oxford sold out. Oxford sold out. Yeah, a full time yesterday. Oh yeah, going yeah. take a sort for that a full time yesterday. The the lads, you know, and Cowley looked up to the away end. They were clapping, and the the roar of uh, you know Carnival de Paris was yeah. deafening. Yeah. yeah, the the fans just don't give up on this club. They they can they voice their opinions, and sometimes we disagree on some of those opinions, but they're still there, yeah. uh, and therefore the fans get dubbed. Yep, dinner of the week, AFC Wimbledon. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I agree
0: uh, you know, just before you by get means, into that by means I'm going to throw a little bit of a, a last minute um, nomination in there and Jeff, I'm not sure if you know about this but good friend of mine and Ryan his name is actually Jordan as well so uh, you obviously talking about and this is a different Jordan <laughs> this is a great it, contender. this is about his
1: headband nope. no no no, no, no <laughs> this no. is
0: worse Jordan uh, who he goes to every single game home and away um, he, he travels up and down the country uh, yeah yeah you know what's coming Uh Obviously, weekend in Newcastle, everyone out on Friday night. It's one of them. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> That's his famous last famous words. just one of them. Everyone's, everyone's had a beer. Uh, everyone's <laughs> had a drink. Um, Jordan decided to go a little bit over the top. Uh, and let's just say he missed the game.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Train up. <laughs> Hotel Newcastle. Sends a picture at uh, 14.57. Of him three minutes before kickoff. And he's in the toilet in the hotel with Newcastle. Missed the game. <laughs> Missed the game. What an absolute! <laughs> I did see novelty. his
1: antics on Twitter that night. They were, they I were mean, quite that's got to be a
0: contender. But I get, I get what you're saying with the next bit. Uh, but I think, we'll I think we might even give a joint dinner of the week because Jordan, that is a good effort. Yeah, to miss, go all missing the, way. the longest tre- the the, the season. He had yeah. a good night out though. Oh uh, wow. Well, I think he's he's still out with two members. You know, he's only just got home. Yeah, they got the train we're, back today. We're recording <laughs> yeah. this at seven o'clock on Sunday. They've only just got back imagine that but he had a good night apparently Um, but yeah Jordan I'm going to give you a a part of the dinner of the week we'll give a joint one this week because Ryan's going to top it with this dinner of the week goes to AFC Wimbledon and any fan who went to AFC Wimbledon probably already knows why but we will clear it up so the entrance to uh, Wimbledon's away end is down one back alley and all visiting away fans were duly informed that uh, before entering the away end Every single fan would need to have their COVID passports prepared for checks. So all fifteen hundred whatever it was, Pompey fans, walk down the same back alley towards the two turnstiles, which seems quite a small in number for fifteen hundred people, bearing in mind one of them stopped working at one point. So, a large crowd forms. And there's a very small set of barriers that lead to these turnstiles, so it's quite a bottleneck that's forming. All right, these COVID checks taking longer than normal. What's what's hold up here? No, the security guards that uh, Wimbledon have contracted out are not doing COVID checks. They're doing full body searches, full body searches on every single fan. Without telling anyone. There were no signs at the top of this alleyway. Form queues. There will be body searches. Please remain patient. There will be body searches. There will be a bottleneck of metal barriers into the two turnstiles, or 1.5 turnstiles, uh, depending on when both were working. Everyone just got their phone out, expecting COVID checks. But no, full body searches. The security guards were then shouting at the front of a 100 or so crowd of people, can you form a queue, please? Where everyone's going, we can't hear you. What are you doing? Here's my COVID check. Just get on with it. That's uh, obviously this descended into chaos. People stormed the barriers. People getting tripped over. Because once again, communication is something that professional fucking football cops just can't (laughs) seem to do.
1: Uh, I literally just got into the ground before this happened.
0: (laughs) And then on the way out again visitors to the game that night will know that there's a sealed off roads towards the residential new builds on the east side of the stadium now this sealed off road that means there's a lot of walkway space you're not flowing onto main roads there's a lot of room for both sets of fans to navigate around to get out quickly in all their wisdom the police that are working the game sealed off this sealed off road and didn't allow away fans back through it Especially when the train station they were going to was at the southern end of the stadium, instead Pompey fans were directed around the industrial estate, back onto the main road to then head south again. I, I so had a ra- ten
1: minute extra journey, i had to go back. Which to the, the other police side. said
0: was twenty seconds. So rather than let all of the away fans into this wide open walkway on a sealed off back road, you had home fans and away fans meeting each other head on on an A road, and of course there were police. Uh, police officers there. Guess what? All with cameras on. Do you know what they needed? A bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, Network, but anyway, Network but, Rail refused to pay but, yeah,
1: but but, but <laughs> to go sorry. further on that, you got Ryan stood one side of this police line, and I'm at the other end, and I'm shouting, "There's dinner on a week for you. There's dinner <laughs> on a week." And to which one policeman turned around and went. What is a din?
0: <laughs> I hope you're listening because you are a fucking din. Uh, but more so, it's Wimbledon because they contract the security guards. They lo- They work Shocking. with the local police force. The fact that they're refusing away fans to go through this safer walkway, instead meeting the home fans head-on with smaller walkways where there are cars driving down the street. Just shambolic I bet they don't do that against MK Don's. Uh, yeah exactly yeah and to be honest I've had enough of it now Wimbledon can get squarely in the bin uh, acting this victim of Milton Keynes club they're just as conniving and scheming as the rest not putting the rearranged game on iFollow so that no one could watch it Uh, I'll have you know that getting to London on a Tuesday night is difficult yes I still went but there are a lot of fans who can't make such games you put it on iFollow especially if it's rearranged from an original game yeah so Wimbledon for being Totally Tin pot Tin pot Useless Deserved in of the week Jordan Somehow misses out Yeah <laughs> well, we'll give him a We'll give him a mention anyway So AFC women and Dins of the week uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Webb On Twitter Search him up uh, Look at the post It was brilliant uh, A close second I but saw definitely. one
1: shocking picture Of him with oh some Old age pension on his Yeah he's just He's 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 a, he's a
0: great laugh Jordan um, But yeah So <laughs> Imagine going all the way to Newcastle and missing the game. Absolute numpty. Uh, But there you go. Dubs and Din of the week. I love that feature. How much does that guy piss? Every five minutes in the toilet. (laughs) Um, Welcome to Free lads in the piss. Let's just sort of preview that Charlton game. I know we've briefly spoken about it, Ryan, but... um, I mean, on the TV, never really. I don't want to jinx it, touch wood. We never really do well on the TV. How are you shaking your head there? How how are you feeling? We never really do well at football. (laughs) (laughs) What what are your thoughts going into that game? Obviously a week away now. You get a week off. Uh, We've had quite an interesting start to the year. Constantly on the road. We've played on a Friday, a Monday, a Tuesday. Yeah, we've we've (sighs) completed all seven days of the week already. You finally get a blessed week off to bed in. Walker a bit more bedding Carter a bit more it should be a week in which other players join the club again going back to the reports of Denver Hume it's a good week to get your squad back on the training field because like we said you know Jeff and I on the zoom cast last week yes three weeks three weeks away from football is a, is actually a, a long time during the season but footballers are instinctive and you know after a little bit of time off it is like going back and, and Riding a bike, essentially, you've got to wonder why a ten-game unbeaten run has been so abruptly ended by not playing for three weeks. Uh, no, no great meteor smashed into Portsea Island it and you're turned on the world upside it? down. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to question what happened in three yeah. weeks to con- turn this side that hasn't lost in ten COVID. games all of a sudden to being a side that scored one goal in four league games. Covid. This year,
1: it, it, you know, this
0: is this is game. game what has sw- happened in that time? Oh,
1: well, you know, Romeo's off of it. He seems to be off of it. Morel seems to be off of it. It's, just, it. it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because it's, it's not for the one to trying. and they just seem, they just seem. It's like pre-season, and we're and we finding our groove again. Mm. Whether, whether it is that tweak in tactics, whether it is that change in formation.
0: Oh, maybe I made uh, a joke I, about it. Maybe, uh, it has, maybe COVID has had an impact. I'm i I'm, I'm Well, Joe Marell came but. out
1: and said he was quite, quite bad there. Against MK Dons, Williams looked shot after 30 minutes. His Father legs time. look like they've gone. <laughs> Did you do- see my comparison of him and Charlie Daniels, by the way? Yeah. Way. <laughs> so, you know, I said... time. Father time. <laughs> <laughs> We referenced it earlier, you know, five pay- five points out of these, these five games. And then we go into a better period. And we talked about it last week, Ryan, didn't we? He said, if we can stay within touch and distance of the playoffs, we've got a chance. We're down to 10th now. We, we, yeah, we may have one game in hand on some of the teams around us. But I'm not seeing enough development in that final third to say... We are going to get into that top six.
0: I think a lot of people are accepting where we are now as where we finish. Uh, should we get some comments from the uh, from the fans? Jake Myers. Who, but before I read this, uh, he's a regular com- a contributor to the uh, to the podcast. Was on Express while we were there as well. But he was caught up in that fiasco at Epsom Wimbledon, and they were put into the home fans. Yeah, I, I read some And then, then he walked around. and yeah. And then and they, they went, got they got uh, abused for it from the the people that
1: put them there. Shocking. He did he did say that they. they come and found him after afterwards they did apologised but that's, but poor, that's isn't not it? the point they took the tickets off and put him in the put him in the home end and expected them to yeah. sort themselves out
0: Yeah, uh, Jake says I genuinely can't remember this and I hate agreeing with Jake I hate agreeing with him sorry I genuinely can't remember the last time Pompey put in a good performance I like how he talks a good game and says the right things however his words aren't translated to the pitch as poor as things are under jacket we've not looked as much of a threat in the league God I hate agreeing with him I'm trying to think of the last good 90 minutes that Pompey put in and the closest I can come at this stage is probably the witch, uh, the victory at Wickham in terms of a resolute, determined display. Obviously, you don't always have to be technically brilliant but it's all about being competitive in all stages of the game from minutes 1 through 90. And against Wickham, yeah, there were times but Pompey missed up things technically but throughout the entire game there was a constant presence in every third of the pitch. There was a constant threat of, oh, you know, Pompey could score or or they look like they're matching Wickham every step of the way. And that's what you want from 90 minutes. You don't want, you know, total Premier League football. You just want your side to be present. You just want your side to look like they can do something. That's probably the last time uh, that we've looked like we've done that for 90 minutes. It's probably really Wickham. The question to ask is... Where was the time before that? Yeah, so you know, Wickham was what November. That's already two months and that, ago. And that
1: kicked off. That kicked off the you know that run of games. My question would be, where do we see our next good performance coming from? Well, that's but, that's the bigger question.
0: Hopefully, summertime before the end of the season.
1: But 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 where? <laughs> yeah. P- pick a game where, where you can n- nail n- no nail it down and say that is the game where we are going to reinvigorate the season. Nah. I don't think You can't. Nah. You look at the fixtures Yeah there's teams And there. you go Yeah we should be beating them But you, you, you look Charlton We've got some tough games Coming up We do I'd, I'd expect I'd And we're ex-
0: playing tough games ex- now I'd expect,
1: I'd expect us to beat Charlton I think we get a draw At Oxford At best And then we go into Burton And if we don't beat Doncaster at home oh, wow, Then serious yeah. questions Doncaster at home And looking at the, the, the fixtures coming up I would expect us To put a dominant performance Against them For the full 90 minutes The thing is that Chasing the
0: game Against Sunderland Yesterday Again we had our First shot on target The second half of Five minutes to go yeah. And we had, we had one Good chance at the end For 40 minutes In that game we were, ch- we were chasing That game And we offered Absolutely nothing The fucking hand dryer Here is more consistent <laughs> Than us <laughs> uh, Matt Lowton. We learnt nothing about yesterday, which is both frustrating and encouraging. The building blocks are there. We just need to sign a creator or place faith in Jacobs. An upgrade on left wing back, also essential. Morel too good for this level. Romeo and Raggett, both excellent. Harness tried. Uh, This is one for you, Ryan. Ryan talks a lot about ceilings. Has Rico, we sort of spoke about this earlier, has Rico reached his... The steady progress seems to have dropped off as late. I don't like digging out individuals. He seems to offer us very little, though. I was surprised to see him straight back in. I know you've sort of touched on that, but uh, you know, to answer his question there, has he reached his for you? In terms of where Rico develops as a player, there just needs to be some kind of technical progress. That there's a player that doesn't fear going at anyone. You know, line up any player in the league and say right I'm going to have a crack at you the problem with Rico having a crack at him he's scared of his own body he is absolutely terrified of that right foot of his and it's at this level this isn't pre-season where players like Gassner had me shine you don't get three or four seconds to, to bring the ball in pick out what you want to do with it and then you know enact that action professional football even at this level professional football you don't get that long To think about what you're going to do. Now if Rico's got the ball lined up outside of his the right hand side of his body, it takes another two, three seconds for him to move on to the left hand side, and he essentially becomes Matt Kennedy from a few years ago. Where Matt Kennedy was really good at one thing. Now the moment that any manager or any analyst working for a club worth his salt, worth her salt, watches Matt Kennedy and goes, That I think he's got one thing which is basically cutting on the corner of the box, whip it to the back post. What you do is you step out. The moment he tries to cut in, he's got nowhere to go. Rico Hackett's the same. If the ball's outside of his body, on his right-hand side, you take one step back and say, you either got to turn 270 degrees and go down the line, to which I'm already waiting for you, (laughs) or you use your right foot. But I know you don't have a right foot. Yeah. And once again, <laughs> Hackett's the type of player where you take an extra two, three seconds on the ball, the defender's got it sorted, and there you go. We're we're, we're, you, we've, uh, got a, we've got well a well guys I can to be see in, the, Ryan, uh, in the reflection of the poster. <laughs> re-
1: reenacted word for word what Ryan was saying there. <laughs> uh,
0: controversial Carlton on Twitter, who is uh, very controversial at times. Rome wasn't built in a day, and fixing the ruins of jacket. the jacket era was a massive job. This one's for you, Jeff. I can see what he's doing, and I feel we're taking the small. Continued steps towards being a truly competitive playoff team, but it's not a finished job yet. And that's uh, you got, got to agree.
1: You know, we've used it time and time again. It's a transitional season, and everything else. But even in the <laughs> transitional season, you'd expect homegrown players. If it's transitional, if you are building up for next season and want to get a team ready for an assault on League One next season, you'd expect. Alex Bass to be playing in goal, starting in goal. You'd expect your own players to be starting. When I say own players, I don't mean players through the academy. I mean players you are buying to bring into this club, ready for for a, a, an assault next season, not relying on loan players. Yes, you've got to bring loan players in because, you know, Danny has said, said it time and time again, the market is very good in loan players. But you are developing a loan player... For another club How is that transitioning us In preparation Don't say that word in, But how, how is it How is it getting us ready for In preparation for an Assault 1 League 1 next season When half of that team Five of those starters are going to be gone You've got bringing in another five starters in So therefore you're starting the process again yeah. This is not a transitional season Oh Jeff It's not <laughs> So we've got to I stop know, using I'm it I'm
0: bored of hearing it I, we've, What's we've, the word Ryan kept using at the start of the podcast? What was that He kept saying A poison chalice Poison chalice yeah. <laughs> Those two words yeah. Are banned But it's,
1: We cannot We cannot <laughs> oh, call it A transitional season too, We agent. can't It's not a transitional right. season Because a transitional season Is you're bringing in players Ready for an assault Yes ex- ex- we're,
0: Exactly Exactly And that's what's annoying me I'm bored of hearing it Stop using The th- the phrase Transitional season It ain't um, This is a finished season Yeah It is yeah. We're literally waiting for summer Yeah I was going to say something. Hopefully, like, oh, you yeah. know, there's
1: no way. There's no way we are going to pick. Is it one point eight eight points a game between now and the end of the season? Yeah. No way. No way.
0: Um, lads, we'll we'll come off the comments as lows. But uh, again, thank you to everyone that's um, to got one in, a uh, question in, and uh, and a comment as well. Uh, just an idea that was thrown to me on social media. I, I was bored and I, I just just sort of like sat there thinking, oh. I really, I really want to DJ at Fratton Park at some point in my life. It's just, I don't know why. It's just a dream. Then Even... you used to present a show at Fratton Park? I'll oh, get lost. You <laughs> um, haven't mentioned it. No, I'm not oh. talking about that. So yeah. I'm talking about actual full-on playing. Some used music. to present shows at other games as well. No one does now, though. No. <laughs> 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 Moving swiftly on for that. Um, hmm. (laughs) You ripped me off now Ryan Cheers (laughs) Uh, Right So what I'm saying Is I think uh, We should We should put some pressure On the club To let me do A set or something Outside the ground Fan zone Something like that How good would that be We
1: we spoke about this yesterday (laughs) Match day experience Match day experience Fan zone Get a beer marquee out there Get some Get Liam DJ in, you know. Get the newsboys in there. Q and A. Get us in there. Get the Portsmouth news now. Four 0 written all over. Or get all get all the different podcasters, YouTubers, we need that and all buzz that in, outside Fratton again, get him in there.
0: It's this... Well, the important thing about this is, it's become abundantly clear that the work on Fratton Park is just there to keep the doors open. Yeah. Now they're not growing the infrastructure around the club to prepare for championship success. They're only going to grow the infrastructure around the club. If and when we make it to the Championship and or higher to the Premier League. So the question is, how? if you call the money in the Championship crazy and hard to compete with, how on earth do you generate the revenue to compete in the Championship if you're not generating the revenue until you get to the Championship? You've got to try and find a way to incentivise people to give Portsmouth Football Club money. Not anywhere, anywhere on the island but Portsy Island. Other clubs in the league that we've already been to and they're, they're, they're as big as Sunderland in terms of their fan base and they're as small as Accrington and every damn club in between has something... That incentivizes fans to go there on match days. Yeah. If Sunderland can pull it off with its 48,000-seat stadium, and if Accrington can pull it off, whose stadium capacity is literally 10% um, of that? Like, if both those clubs have something well, in common go, on, a, like, on a match day they experience, have a fan zone. They, just they, it. Have, they have
1: local in you know, if they can do it, And, and do they're, it.
0: they're worlds apart. As what clubs. we need is someone. Why can't we?
1: What we need is someone experienced in organizing events and and can DJ. I, you know, I know
0: that, that this will be an issue, and and this is obvious. Alcohol outside—that would be the issue. But you can apply for licences. You can apply. You can you can work around. That's not. A, it's not i I'm sure Network would give us a license for that. Uh, it's not a massive curveball. It doesn't cost like all to put some barriers in like a, a a square shape or something like that. Corner a section off. Get some stuff. Honestly, people would love that. Especially on the stuff... You don't want to be in that if, victory round when it's stuffy, boiling. I'll get everyone outside, having a for, beer, for those some been, music going on. For the those who have to will improve. football... Yeah, it would.
1: If you go to a German football game, um, you know, I was fortunate, I lived out there, so you go to a German football game and for miles around the ground, you have pop-up gazebos yeah. everywhere yes, and Germans yeah. selling... You know Vorsteiner and Kronbacher from the from the boot of their cars. Great midfielders, and, and um, you know they've got, they've, got, <laughs> they've got live music going on, and they've got everything I'm else gonna, going on. I'm
0: going to off the back of that, Jeff. I went and not right, I'm not for one second saying we need to be exactly like this. I went to a soccer game, right? I went to New York uh, New York Red Bulls. It was cringy, but it was brilliant. The atmosphere was absolutely, but they had a fan zone, and it was there was kids playing football, there was inflatable goals. Yeah, they, they call it tailgating out there. It was brilliant. Yeah. They, they, yeah. But this is why I said NFL pregames are unbelievable. Well, American like- fo- even college football. But the at- They are it, absolutely it built, brilliant pre built the atmosphere, and that's. that's Which, what? again, the Eisner's and lacking. the owners, they come from an American sports yeah. background. They should know what tailgating's like. Look, Because we- American sports teams are based upon that. So, why on earth, in the North Stand car park, do we just charge Nissan Micras a tenner to park there? There's a space to park in, in that in the North league. Stand car park. What you need to do is. There's a space
1: to do it behind the Fratman. It won't cost you nothing you need to is See, You'll make money
0: There's probably some regulation That we're not allowed To do this legally But at least have a conversation With Tesco Exactly Because that car park Is never full On a match day Why? Because oh. no one bloody shops At Tesco at 2pm Because everyone's match Going day. to the game There is literally Money to be made here We're giving you A business idea Ports of Football Club Snap it up If you don't Then I'll set one up Down the road illegally No I won't do that Trust me, it and three lads in the pub will have a bigger transfer budget. Exactly, we'll buy the <laughs> bloody club. We'll fucking club. buy Scott Twine. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't do that, they really are silly. Because I honestly would, I can see it, I can picture it now. It would just It'd generate good, such it? a better be atmosphere. The, you know, something for kids going on. Like I say, music going, football. Just just do it I mean we, we, We're not going to lie we, We're meeting uh, Someone they, from the they, club soon you know, they, I'm going to put this they question do To do this it person. In, They
1: do do it in the EFL Because they do it At Stadium of Light You know All the It's around. 100% 100%
0: They even have Live music Exactly This Akron- is what Akron- I'm saying Stanley do it. Clubs is apart exactly. Sunderland and Accrington They both have fan zones Outside their grounds yeah. And Accrington even have Live music every time we, uh, I've been there let's, Before we end this podcast Let's put a poll up On our Twitter And see what the reaction is Fan zone yes or no we were John, to put such John thing on.
1: On, on Twitter was was saying about fan zones the other day. Yeah, yeah. Let's put and it then, out. There.
0: Well, let's put out um, fan zone or bandstand. <laughs> and it, and I think the issue is wider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah mine, I, I think <laughs> the issue is wider. Is what are Pompey doing to innovate making money? Instead of having a Poxy club shop where you can buy this year's training top for sixty-seven pounds, what are you doing to? Get people to part with their money for Portsmouth Football Club. What are you doing to go, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll part with that. You know, Nike training gear and six-pound pies aren't going to cut it from media tycoons. Look You've how got to do something to... I hate to say it, to commercialise the club. Yep. But that's how you make money. I'm not trying to take business away from the local pubs because that will never stop. People go out drinking from like ten, eleven o'clock on a match day. We know oh, yeah. that. But if you want to get people at that stadium earlier... That is your answer. Guarantee it. If you don't, then you're silly. So
1: um, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking uh, at... I, I just done a Google search of uh, EFL fan zones. Guess what one came up first? What club came up first? Accrington. MK Don Oh Jesus If only we had someone (laughs) (laughs) Who was at MK Don Ah someone in the
0: know eh (laughs) Yes Right lads I think we should uh, Wrap up there And go and uh, Plan our new fan zone Look we're definitely Going to put some pressure On the right people for that Because (sighs) We're trying to make The club money Exactly This isn't an agenda This is We want to put money In your pockets To buy better players Do you know what I'll put it out there do it, and I'll do the first month for free. I will. Do, I will play some tunes. I'll put the PA system. Every, I'll do it for free. I just want to see. You can call happen. it like I don't know, Pompey Live or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean it. I genuinely mean it. Pompey. If they do this fan zone, if they get it get it in place, I will provi- I will provide the PA system. I will do it for the first month for nothing, just to prove that it works, and then you can start paying me a fee. Then. There you go Fair enough I can't get you more fair Than that can yeah, I Jeff It's a fair point Thank you Lads One of my favourite episodes I don't know we why Because it's been a drinks. terrible week Oh You've terrible week again, Terrible no. drink. It's gone to my head And I, Liam was actually <laughs> excited About his drink early Because before we Before we set up for the show I'm trying something new this week <laughs> No I'm not I'm trying to record it again But it's got I've gone for You went ma- for Mango and raspberry, raspberry Recorded actually It's nice How about you Jeff
1: I went for a A
0: Sorry, I was taking a mouthful, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went for an offshore, which is a part of the Sharps Company. Mm. The do Doom Bar, etc. Right, next week, lads, you need to introduce me to something different than flavored Cider, right? So, yeah, that's your challenge for next week. Where are we next week?
1: Oh, next week? Oh, a bit I spot we are in the British Queen.
0: Ah, oh, good. Good stuff. Uh, as ever, thanks to the guys here at the Rutland Arms for having us. Um... We thought we had a heckler earlier, but he was just having a laugh. He was uh, calling us dis- disrespectful, but I think he was just joking. I hope he was. Uh, cheers to the hand dryer, as ever, as well, <laughs> Ryan. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very much, and thank you to Pompey fans and the uh, the fans of Three Lads in the Pub on episode ten. And we will see you next time. Play out Pompey. That was good, wasn't it? That was good. Yeah.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.